Hi there! Coach Antonio Aguirre here for the Life Deck Show. I'm very excited to bring you so much value in each podcast episode, like this one that you're about to listen to. Well, I do hope you enjoy listening to each episode just as much as I did recording this for you. All right, let's dig into today's episode. Let's go! Starting a brand means that you have to trademark your product. Care packages that you send to influencers, that's part of marketing cost. Do you have enough budget for your business? I mean, this is a question that a lot of people don't actually have in their mind when they start their own business. I mean, when I started SoulSlam, I, I didn't think about a budget, to be honest. I didn't think about having a budget to run a successful business. In time, I learned how to budget for the business, but it didn't come without a lot of shortcomings for me, wherein, you know, I had to borrow money, I went in bankrupt mode and all the things that I had to do to make the business run afloat before it went from red to yellow to green. Without enough money to run your business, it will be incredibly hard to run your fashion dreams into becoming a reality. In this episode of Retail Fashion Business, we're going to talk about setting a proper budget. Why? Because you'll be much, much more prepared than I was when I started my business. If you understand all the financials, terms, and such, only the basic ones, because I'm not an accountant, that you'll need to factor in to your budget. You have to know what is enough. As a budget, like what's more, what's good, better, and best. All these things I'll share to you in this episode of the Real Fashion Business. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one, the most important thing you need to think about because you are selling a product, you're not selling a service. The most important is your product cost. How much does your actual product cost? Like, for example, this hoodie for RVMP, this has an actual cost. I'm not talking about how much this actually costs to sell, but how much does it cost to pr actually produce this product? So it includes materials, production costs, shipping, for example, collections, marketing, design development, sampling, and even warehouse storage, and even taking into account giving it to influencers. Production cost, you need to know your product cost. On the back of your hand, you need to know how much, for example, your t-shirt costs. If someone asks you, how much does your product cost? You know right away the total cost without blinking. It's like knowing everything at the back of your hand. So number one, product cost. Of course, PR is marketing. Yes, that's marketing. Care packages that you send to influencers, that's part of marketing cost. So if you produce 100 shirts and you give out 10 to 15%, which is the norm, to people, to influencers, and, and what have you, that's part of your marketing cost. You put in the actual sales cost. So for example, your cost is 250 If you're selling for 1000 you put in 1000 pesos times 15 you don't put it at the product cost because it's a loss for you. In marketing, you're taking a step back to take two steps forward, remember? You don't put it at cost. I mean, you think of it as at cost, but really, you're losing, let's say, 750 pesos each times 10. So that's about 7,500 pesos that you're kind of losing in terms of profit. But you could get it in return through, you know, the influence of influencers that, you know, they, they bring in more customers for you. That's why it makes sense to spend it on giving to influencers. Moving on to number two, which which is shipping and logistical costs. Now, we live in a world wherein online sales is huge. Like, you know, there's Shopee, Lazada, Zalora, and what have you. And you have your own website. You use Shopify, perhaps, to sell your products. But it includes inventory, transportation, online purchase fulfillments, you know, the order slips that you have, and product shipping. Take that into account as well. We're starting to pile up now on certain costs here. And these are things not a lot of people take account for. They only think about, like, how much 
does it cost for a supplier to do it for you? Now, you get an idea how much it actually costs to bring out a t-shirt just for your product. Next thing is number three, sales costs, which includes trade fair and for example, if you're joining showrooms and events and logistic fees that involve with showcasing your collection and props as well. Put that in consideration when you're putting out your products into attending events. Like for example, if you attend a SoulSlam event or a trade show, a trade fair, wherein a lot of you know possible wholesalers, retailers, and your actual consumers could be there as well. So that's number three. Next up is your startup expense. Now, this is where I would advise you to start bootstrapping. Now, I talked about bootstrapping in another episode, but in here, starting a brand means that you have to trademark your product. So there's a trademark fee. At what cost? I'll tell you in another video because I'm going to make a video about trademarks and everything regarding that. It includes trademark fees and of course, register your company, whether it be a DTI, a partnership, or a SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, a registered company. That itself is a cost. To register a company, you need probably at least 65000 nowadays or maybe even more to start a company. Take that into consideration as well. It's going to be part of your startup capital. Next up, number five is your actual operational costs. Your operation costs. It includes insurance, accounting, all your equipment like this mic, for example, if you use that for, you know, live selling and, and stuff. Studio, rentals, your photographers, videographers, travel expense, your marketing team, your logistics team, petty cash, salaries for your entire operations, taxes, staff, additional staff that you may order, welfare, transportation, and even stationary supplies like office supplies down to your last paperclip. So everything is accounted for. And what I would suggest to you is you get an accountant for that once you start building up on that operational cost so that you know where your money is going up to the last centavo. Does that make sense? Moving on to number six of eight, which is number six is IT and website expense. Now, before, you wouldn't actually need to have a website. But now, it is a pure necessity if you are a brand that you have a website. Why? Because a website will bring your brand more traffic. It will be a funnel for you as well. Because if you have social media accounts, you're not really selling on your social media accounts, but you want it to funnel directly to your website. And, of course, the most important thing, credibility. That includes having SEO fees, website hosting, domain registration, which, in fact, Hostrident actually does. Check out hostrident.com for that. And website design, which we do as well, and development for your website. And we also do, for example, IT tech support, network, and of course, your phone bills for that as well. It's a matter of knowing if you need 50 Mbps or 500 Mbps for your internet connection speed. Take that into consideration as well if you're setting up your budget. Number seven is marketing and promotional costs. Or expense. So that includes product photography, branded stationery, and details on, for example, doing events, social media, public relations, retainer fees for agencies, like for example, us at Agiri Advertising. Some companies do that as well. They use a third-party agency to work for their social media. If you have a good fashion brand, you can do fashion shows, online marketing expense, networking, sponsors perhaps. And for some brands, the creation of your actual 
actual lookbook. A lot of brands have their own lookbooks now, not just in PDF, but actual hard copies of their lookbooks. So it's part of your marketing and promotional costs as well. Lastly, we go to number eight, which is retail store expense or your brick and mortar expense. Now, this is very tricky because I have experiences of successful retail on brick and mortar and failed ones as well. So I want to share with you the important things you need to remember when you have your own retail store, which is you include, for example, renovation, build up, rent deposit. If you rent in certain spaces, they would require three months advance and three months deposit. So that's six months in total of rent that you're going to pay in advance. So that's huge. Store rent, sales staff, right? Security, perhaps, if you need security for your store. Store fixtures, including like poles, rails, hangers, shelves, mannequins, cash counter, point of sale system or what we call a POS, and also insurance and like I mentioned, security for your entire store. So a lot of factors, but those are just the basic things that you need in order to run a brick and mortar store or your own retail store as an expense. So I would say if you're a startup brand, don't open a store right away. Focus on building it online. And when you have more than enough budget to actually put in all these things that I mentioned to put up a retail store, and if it actually makes sense, do one. It adds to your credibility as well. During the lockdown and of course still pandemic, it's not really advisable to open a store. But to some, it actually makes sense to open a store nowadays now that the world is you know slowly opening up. You have to play it by ear. I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. It's, that's not up to me to decide. It's up to you to decide if you think you need a store or not. Think 100 times before opening a store because it could be the difference of you being successful or you know getting bankrupt. And that's based on experience. Just a few final words for you if you're setting up a budget for your retail fashion brand. Make sure that you have enough budget to pay for a minimum of at least two and at most three collections. Because if you're having only a budget for just one collection, you are setting yourself up for a lot of failures coming forward. Because if you're not ready to weather the storm of two collections that don't make a sale, you'll be closing business right away. You need two at least or three because you don't want to rely on any sales to make a budget for your next collection. That's the point of that. And it's dangerous to rely on potential profit during your first season because most likely, it's not a home run right away on your first collection. Some brands take as many as 7 to 10 collections before they actually, you know, skyrocket in terms of their sales. And it could take some time for your brand to actually build momentum. And it takes time because when you're building a brand, like what I always say, it's like building a tribe. You start off with your friends, five of them, and it becomes 10. Those 10 friends become 25. 25 becomes 50. And it becomes 100. And next thing you know, you're at, at 5,000 members of your brand. But we're not talking about tribing here. We talked about that in a previous episode, I think, of Retail Fashion Business. But that's it. Question of the day for Retail Fashion Business how do you set a budget for your brand? If you're starting with a clothing brand, how do you set your budget? And where does majority of your budget go to? And where's the least of your budget going to? Let me know in the comment section. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to share it and tag me on your social media accounts and I'll do my best to repost or comment on it. Follow me on Instagram at antoniogirid.junior leave a comment about this episode and subscribe to me on my YouTube channel, Coach Antonio Aguirre Jr. I'll talk to you soon on the next podcast episode. Aight? Peace.